welcome back to Enjoy the Book of Life. We're here with Matt Jolly again, and we are looking at his grow and shine. This truth uh, that when applied, has uh, he's seen growth in his own life. So Matt, let's uh, turn it over to you. What is your this truth and how has it impacted your life? Well, uh, it's in James chapter five, verse 16, and I'll just read the verse to you. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And, um, you know, just over the years, I just have realized the power of that verse um, pretty much every human relationship. Um, and, and it's interesting, you know, we know in first John one, he says, you know, if we confess our sins and in that context is to God, yeah. he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But this context is confessing to another. And it says, you know, if, if you confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, you will be healed. Mm. And so, Interesting that, you know, we confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but we have to confess our sins to each other for healing. And a lot of times, you know, that could be uh, from uh, unforgiveness or bitterness or, or something that uh, we have done against somebody. And we know Jesus, you know, tells us that if we're offering our gift at the altar and we know our brother has something against us, that we should yeah. go to that person and be reconciled. And so, you know, it's just, just, just to ju jump in. Yep. I mean, here you're, you're bringing something worship. This is something the father desires, right? He, the father is seeking worshipers, John four. And he's saying, no, you got to stop, like put a pause on it. You got, you have to go do that. That's a great point. I, I just, that, that excited me. I, I wanted to jump in on that. that. That That's really, really good there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great point in, in the fact that your gift means nothing to him if your relationships aren't where they should be, you know, and mm -hmm. obviously, you know, as much as it depends on you, you know, you yeah. may go confess to somebody or, or say something to them, ask for an apology, they may not give it, but you've done your part. Uh, but it's been really practical uh, in my marriage. Uh, Crystal and I, early in our marriage, we're at a marriage retreat. Uh, with this couple who, you know, had counseled thousands upon thousands of people in marriage and, you know, through uh, just problems that they had in their marriage. And somebody asked them, they said, you know, what, what do you think is the, the most important verse on marriage in the Bible? And without hesitation, he quoted this verse. Mm. Uh, he said, you know, simply because in, in marriage, that's that's the time that we are going to see each other at our worst, <laughs> you know, that's where we're going to, you know, say something we shouldn't say or have an attitude that we shouldn't say, uh, have, it's easy if we go out to dinner and, you know, we, you know, are polite or go to church on Sunday and say everything, look good, do everything. But in marriage, you know, there's, there's two sinful people uh, for the most part, who have lived, you know, however they have wanted to live with whatever background they have been brought up. And, and sure, they're seeking Jesus, but they're they're coming into 
close contact with each other. And at, at some point, you know, sparks are going to fly. And I have just found, you know, the power. And when I know that I have said something or done something uh, wrong to just go to Crystal and say, I, I want to confess that I had a terrible attitude or I should not have said that. Um, do you forgive me? And, you know, hear from her, hear what she has to say, and then pray together, you know, pray for, you know, God to help, God to restore. And it, it's just been so powerful uh, in our marriage and, and also in our relationship with our kids uh, to let them see, like, we're not perfect. We are going to make mistakes. But if we will yeah. confess each other, you know, it brings this freedom uh, for for them to feel like they don't have to be perfect and they can confess their mistakes and we can pray and work on that. And that gets back to the whole sanctification thing. So that's that's how that verse has been really powerful and really applied uh, in my closest context with my wife and kids. Wow. Yeah. When, when uh, I heard the the verse, there's a similar story I was going to share. There, there's a, this man who's a, lived in Toronto and he was a missionary, but left the mission field because he was so discouraged seeing all his friends and family at home getting divorces. He left mm -hmm. the mission field and came back and uh, to become a marriage counselor. And wow. he said that he, he felt that 90% of the problems and marriages that he encountered from his time as a counselor could be solved. He says there, were, there are some, right, that, that have bigger things in the background that, that needed to be resolved. But he said 90% of conflict in marriages, he felt uh, it was this verse uh, he, that he quoted. He said, this is, this is uh, the key verse, just like uh, you were sharing there. Uh, I really like how you talked about First uh, John uh, 1, where it, it's this idea, because it talks about walking in the light. And that's what right. really is, right? You're bringing something into the light. Uh, now, of course, God, that's where he dwells. And so right. when, I, when I'm hiding something, it's like, by nature, I'm, I'm in the darkness, right? And so by confessing it, bringing it into the light, I'm, it's like I'm just stepping into the light where he is and saying and confessing it. But with someone else, keeping something, and you're talking about in regards to your wife, you're keeping something in the dark. Totally. Uh, and, and by bringing it into the light, exposing it, uh, yeah. it, it allows for that, that healing process to begin. Totally, yeah. I mean, sin can only grow uh, in the darkness and when it's yeah. hidden. And I think, you know, like your, uh, story with the man on the mission field, I think that a lot of us, uh, can look at times in our own lives and, and, you know, just things that we have had that we have kept secret or we have kept hidden, you know, and it's, it brings about anxiety. It brings about worry. It brings about fear, you know, and, there's just so much freedom uh, in confession. And, and I think it's important that, you know, those, those people that are in the leadership position, the husband, the pastor, the, the teacher, the discipler, when you, when you have close relationships with people, and, and obviously, you know, you want to have the right group of people that you confess certain things to, but if you've done anything and, you know, just a great example, we have a 
five guys on our leadership team uh, at church. And uh, yesterday at our meeting, our pastor had gotten upset over something and just said something uh, in a in a negative way. And he just stopped. He walked outside for a minute, prayed. He came back in and he said, I'm sorry, guys. Like I let my flesh get the best of me. I shouldn't have said that. Please forgive me. And, you know, when it comes from somebody that's that's the leader, then it gives everybody else the freedom to, to be able to share, to confess whatever they have. Uh, and, and also, I just for me, it just is a tremendous amount of respect when somebody can humble themselves enough to say I was wrong or I did this and I need forgiveness and I need prayer. Yeah, I, I love the, the pairing of, of two verses. One's Proverbs 28. 13 which says uh he who covers his sin will not prosper mm, and yes. then the next one is proverbs 10 12 which says love covers a multitude of sin oh amen and, and so when i cover my sin then i i'm putting myself in that darkness right a, a, a place of not prospering in terms of spiritual things um but then if i expose my sin then the love uh, for the other person you were talking about with your pastor, with your wife, uh, it's their privilege to cover it, right? In, in that, that healing. And so right. the, the Bible often talks about uh, being blameless, right? Not sinless, right? And this is what I like how you pointed this out with your kids. You can show, hey, we, we make mistakes. I'm not sinless, but right. deal with it. You can't right. say, hey, remember that time you did this? It's like, yeah, I remember it. We, we had the discussion. I confessed it, right? And, and so <laughs> it's like, I'm blameless. You can't lay a blame to me because I've dealt with that. And, and how important that is, especially in those leadership positions. It talks about, like for elders, that, some, that, that should be a characteristic of those, of those mm. men, that they're blameless, that they take charge and, and say, hey, I did wrong here and, and humble themselves. Yeah, and I, I've never thought about that, the difference between, you know, sinless and blameless. And I love that. Um, definitely going to use that analogy going forward. So thanks for sharing that one with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's so important. And again, I love I love this verse. Um, uh, I like the distinct uh, the, how you distinguished um, confession to God and confession to others, because um I think when I, I think there are certain things that are just between me and God that mm -hmm. I should confess, but this is obviously talking about confession to others that I need to go and confess to others. And, and there is a time for that. There's an, a need for that. And so I, I think that that's a good uh, point to make as well. Yeah. And I, I think, Healing that he's talking about, I mean, I think that it can definitely be, you know, an emotional, spiritual side of things, talking about, you know, the worry, the anxiety, the bitterness, uh, the things that come. But I also think uh, there's there's physical uh, things, whether it's, you know, you're under God's discipline, you know, for mm -hmm. some sin that you're doing and hiding and covering up. And he's bringing about, you know, like he talks about in uh, first Corinthians, uh, I think it's around chapter five uh, with the, the man who's with his wife, and then later yeah. they're taking 
the Lord's Supper in the wrong context. And he says, for this reason, there's many among you who are sick, you know, who are suffering, some that have even died. And that's clearly talking about God's discipline on their life. And if they they would have recognized this or or apparently they did recognize it, they just kept doing it. They would have confessed this if they would have sought, you know, to, to turn from it and to grow in this area, you know, God would not have put discipline on their life. And so I think there's both when we, when we keep things concealed, uh, there's both, uh, you know, an emotional side of healing that it brings, but there can also be physical healing that it brings as well. Do you do uh, any like marriage or couples counseling, anything like that with your wife? Uh, we have over the years, just as people who have been part of our ministry, you know, that are getting married. Um, and so, you know, we actually this Saturday, we have a couple uh, whose wedding that we're going to that were in our discipleship residency up here in North Carolina, the first year we had it, which was 2020. And so um, it was neat with them because they were they were living on our property, uh, obviously separate guys with guys, girls with girls and, you know, doing the discipleship side of things. But while they were here, you know, they got engaged, they knew they were going to get married and they asked, you know, just to start meeting with Crystal and I. And I say it, it's neat because that they got to see what we were teaching them lived out in our lives, <laughs> you yeah. know. Because they're in our home a couple of times a week for dinner, uh, meeting with them regularly, Crystal's meeting with the girls. And, and so, yeah, I mean, so we, we kind of keep it to people who have been a part of our ministry that mm. are getting married. Um, we, we do it with them. And, and to this point, I haven't really followed, you know, uh, curriculum. We just try to look at some of these key verses that we have found, you know, to be really helpful. Uh, in marriage and relationships and talk about that with them and what it looks like and try to work through, you know, some issues. So that's, that's kind of what we do. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I think, I think confession, it's, it's something that's, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, forgiveness, uh, cleansing or healing. Uh, mm -hmm. um, to, I mean, these are big ideas it, it, this idea of happy fellowship, with God and first John and here in James uh, with the people um, around us. And if this idea that we, when we're saved, we're put into a body mm. and, and there, there needs to be, obviously when, when you're married, it's, it's your one flesh and, and, and you have that, that closeness. But, but when I'm saved, and I'm put into this, this, the body of Christ, I have, I have, uh, or it's so needful to maintain the unity. Uh, yeah, that's, that's through it. Yeah. So I think really helpful, helpful verse. I think something to meditate on. Uh, if, if this is something that a listener hasn't really thought about this passage, the, this verse specifically, I think it's, it's well worth the time. To spend time in prayer and, and meditate on on James 5 verse 16. Amen.